The race to 5G is on, and the battle for talent is getting fierce. Welcome to 5G Talent Talk with Carrie Charles, a podcast dedicated to helping you face the future workforce head on. Navigate this challenging talent landscape with innovative strategies to attract, retain, and engage people in this new world of work. Only here on 5G Talent Talk with Carrie Charles, CEO of Broadstaff Talent Solutions. and welcome to 5G Talent Talk. I'm Carrie Charles, your host, and I am so happy that you are here with me today. I'm very excited to have as my guest two lovely, powerful women, Monica Silver. She is the president at Cobb Finley and Associates and Vanita Rom. She's the ex-executive vice president of broadband at Cobb Finley and Associates. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited for this conversation. Thank thanks you, for us. Yes, thanks for having us. You know, I always like to find out a little bit about my guests' journeys, their professional journeys, how you got from where you were to where you are now, and maybe any, you know, anything that you experienced along the way. So, uh, Monica, would you like to start out there? Sure. So I started almost 30 years ago, straight out of Texas A&M with a civil engineering degree, started at Cobb Finley. And we were, back then we were about 55 people and we've grown today, we're about 550 people. So you can imagine I've been in the, in many different roles, enjoyed all of them. All of them were very challenging. I started actually as a project engineer where I, I was supervised by project managers and engineers of record for public and private companies. And I, you know, worked and to learn, you know, everything I could learn about design and engineering and field services. And uh, as the company grew and was successful, our company like broke off into some departments to gain efficiency. And there were people that wanted to specialize in a certain area. And so I, when we did that, I went into the, our utilities engineering area. I really liked it. I really liked all the people in the utility in, industry. And I, I thought it was very challenging. One of the things that was most challenging is that, you know, on projects to be successful, we really had to have a team of people working together. But that team was not just internally at Coffinley. It was also externally, and many of the people were, they didn't have to, they didn't have to work with us, but they did. So as time went on and uh, I gained more experience, I became a project manager and I worked to start with on, you know, small projects and then worked my way up on larger, more complex projects. And those projects were both revenue type projects for utility companies, you know, placing new lines for customers, and then also on civic relocation projects. For example, there's a you know a large large highway that was widened greatly in the Houston area. That's where my, my office out of, and we moved a lot of telecom lines out of the way so they could build the highway. So you know that kept going along. The company kept growing, doing really well, and so I ended up becoming department manager as we grew. The department uh, grew uh, large, and funny thing is, I was on maternity leave, whenever I got the call, do you want to be the department manager? My supervisor <laughs> at the time uh, had left the company. So I said, yes. And then continuing on in that department, we had telecommunications and then had the goal of bringing on other utilities, natural gas and power delivery, because they kind of worked together on projects. 
And then those departments, we brought in key people and they grew and grew. And so then I became region manager that had those three departments and also our field services, our survey and our subsurface utility engineering as a part of the region. And then on a side note on the corporate side, a few years back, I became one of the directors on the board. And then in 2018, I became the president. Wow, Monica, what an inspiration that is. I mean, it, and it's such a testament to, to commitment and really staying with a company. And, you know, and, and you, you said, I said, yes, I said, yes. Like every time there was an opportunity, you said yes. And I just think that's, that's, that's something that could inspire so many people. And now you're the president of the company. So congratulations. And uh, it's, again, very absolutely wonderful to have you on the show. Uh, Vanita, let's talk about your journey, your wonderful journey to where you are now. So I have to say, I'm very excited with Monica being our president. We have the right person for the right role here. My journey has been similar to Monica's. It's been upward, learning, evolving, and very exciting. I first started at Cobb Finley 18 years back as a young graduate engineer with my master's in civil engineering. I did my bachelor's back in India, and I came here to do my master's. And this was, I had worked somewhere for just a few months. And uh, my project manager, when I worked on the project, which I was working on, was an engineer from Cobb Finley. Now she leads our, uh, uh, she's a utility coordination service line lead within our firm. But she was a, my project manager when I was working at another firm, and she was at Cuffhenley. Mm-hmm. And I met her and Monica at a meeting. And after that, the next day, I applied for a job here. So, <laughs> and I'm so glad wow. I did. I knew if I, I, I when, when I met two good engineers from here, women engineers, I knew this is the place to apply for a job. So I worked, when I started here, I worked as a project manager for our telecom clients, assisting them with their relocating their facilities in conflict with these capital improvement projects Monica just talked about. Then I started working with other clients on the same project, and thus increasing the uh, number of clients Cup Finley works for. I then moved on to working with the governmental agency, managing all utilities in public right away. And that led to me being the department lead for utility coordination and subsurface utility engineering departments. As the utilities evolved, especially the broadband and telecom industry with the wireless and the fiber, et cetera, I started working with my broadband clients all over the country with their big initiatives, whether it be the the fiber build or the 5G uh, small cell uh, build through several different cities. I worked with, uh, with them on those big deployments, and that led to me becoming the broadband service line lead within our company. I am so excited to work in the broadband industry because it's so futuristic and it's so there's so much to learn and grow and it's such an evolving industry. That's what excites me most about uh, what I'm doing right now. Internally, at uh, working at Cup Finley as a department lead and then as a service line lead, I've been able to work with a lot of team members here and help them grow their career just like the help I got. And on the corporate side, now I'm the executive vice president, and I too joined the the board of directors last year. Wow, congratulations. I'm hearing a common theme, which is 
I, you know, you got an opportunity and you said yes. And, you know, there's many times where we get these opportunities in our careers, but we may not feel ready or we may not feel like that, gosh, is this is something so brand new and so different, but we have to step into it. And you step into that and then you learn. And both of you said, learn, learn, learn. So I'm just absolutely inspired by both of your journeys. Thank you for sharing that. Can you share a little bit more about Cobb Finley services, divisions and markets and so on? I can do that. First, I'd like to say it seemed like it was yesterday whenever I interviewed Vanita and I was excited for her to join Cobb Finley then, but, and I did not know, couldn't even guess how great it was going to be her coming to Cobb Finley. So I could talk about Cobb Finley for hours soon, our services and uh, what we're about, but I'll keep it brief. We were uh, founded uh, 41 years ago by Bill Finley and Otis Cobb there as an engineering and surveying firm. And then we've grown into 550 people that many, many key people came onto the company and started different departments. So we have a lot of specialty niche services like broadband, telecommunications, subsurface utility engineering, surveying, and then also general civil services like drainage. Um, municipal design with water and sanitary. We have construction management. Hopefully I don't forget any whenever I'm going over these, but we, you know, we serve, you know, public and private clients. We truly, we say like, if you look outside the window, you can see many of the projects that we probably we could have designed on our own, or we could, you know, all around the world, we build for civilization and for our communities and we're passionate about it. So it's, you know, very exciting uh, to us. And then our broadband industry is it's really a great example of how um, not only do we, you know, have the service line with that knowledge of broadband, we've brought other services into that to help in that area like GIS, utility mapping, construction management, right-of-way acquisition, and all of those are together for the benefit of the uh, community. And then for our divisions and markets, we have 21 offices over five states, several throughout Texas, also in New Mexico, Arizona, Utah, and Colorado. Wow, that's incredible. Let's talk about the broadband division, Vanita. This is your baby, right? This is your area. Yeah, thanks for that. I just wanted to add Florida to uh, Monica. Oh, I'm sorry. Yay, okay. Florida. That's where I'm from. That's I where know, I sit. I know. That's near and dear to you, so I had to say that. Good, <laughs> We good. have an office in Miami, and now we're looking at opening up an office in Tampa. So Come on over. Everybody's coming to Tampa. Come on. <laughs> so a little bit more about broadband. Like Monica mentioned, since our inception, Capinley has worked very closely with telecommunication industry, offering our turnkey solution. We have a combined more than 500 plus years experience here, especially because we have hired folks with a lot of experience from the telecom industry who help us, who especially help us mentor our uh, young engineers because you don't learn much about this, about this in graduate school. So it's all uh, experience through our projects we work on. We are proficient on the broadband side, handling large fiber optic network and small design projects. Uh, we do everything which goes with it, site acquisition, regulatory functions, environmental, identifying viable uh, power source, bringing all the utility service required, any type of permitting required, et cetera. 
on the in addition to our technical experience we have as a company invested a lot of time into developing technologies to make it more efficient for example we have a proprietary gis solution tool called the broadband asset management tool which we utilize a lot to make our projects more efficient and keep them on budget and on schedule we also utilize latest and greatest survey technologies such as lidar and we have developed our own project management tools to help us with especially the large projects on the other side we have helped municipalities with their broadband build initiatives too we provide municipalities with our services from planning through implementation construction and operations of their system uh so it it is a we feel good about what we have been doing in the broadband field because we have been able to help both the broadband service providers as well as the municipalities so uh that's quite exciting for us yeah you know that's something that makes you different too as an engineering firm that you've been really working on the private and the public side right i mean talk a little bit more about that what makes you different so i can talk a little bit about that you know we're un- we feel like we're unique in many ways but one of the biggest differentiators is that we do have a very diverse set of services and client portfolio thanks to the mix of all the services that we talked about earlier and the mix of clients we have clients public ones that rely on public funding uh, like dot's department of transportations and municipalities and then we also have private uh, clients like utilities and developers and they have more of a private funding source and structure and so we uh knowing the ins and outs the design standards and the policies of both and having rapport with the leaders in in both of those uh sectors have given us the experience to uh quickly bring practical solutions you know to the table that work for all stakeholders so we feel like we bridge that gap of planning and design and permitting and implementing projects uh so an example of that you know just Denita spoke about performing you know municipal work in the broadband side but we also provide you know we're city engineer and some municipalities and so you know we're able to you know to help bridge that gap whether it be for broadband or for a revenue project for a utility or you know a and a uh, relocation project and then the other of course you know our concentration is on the people and investing in our employees we uh, cross train them as much as we can to allow them to have that professional development so it helps them it helps them learn new skills and then it also helps our clients because we have flexible workforce that can you know resource you know be resources on projects very quickly and you know have a you know a lot so if it's a big big project we have less of a you know we don't really have to have a ramp up we can just you know start on the project so we feel like that uh sets us apart mm yeah i love that cross training i've been talking to people Uh, a lot about that lately especially as we move into the future and the future of work that we you know we need different skills and everyone you know needs to be able to have more than just one thing that they know how to do i want to hear a little bit more about this partnership opportunity between municipalities and providers because i know that this is going to be something that we're going to hear more and more about in the future just because of what's coming so can you talk more about that that's right carry i think in future that partnership is very important 
the municipalities are increasingly interested in developing the next generation broadband for their community and reap the many benefits the broadband will provide their residents and businesses. And they are more excited now than ever because there is a need for it, as well as there is funding available for it. The emerging public-private partnership model presents a much, much better alternative than municipalities trying to build the broadband on their own. They lack the capital or the expertise to deploy, operate a broadband network or to act as a service provider on their own. In our experience, the public-private partnership works the best as it has several different advantages. There is access to additional capital since the municipalities now will have a lot of funding coming their way through the feds. There is access to skilled experience and can be implemented quickly because the service providers are capable of doing this. And overall, there is a value added to the consumer, the end user, the public, due to the efficiency created and utilizing the right resources for the right work. Uh, the example I can think about is the low-income communities. You know, If the municipalities can bring the funding, the providers will be able to provide the service. And that's a good example of how the two can work together. And the most importantly, your uh, the risk is minimized when you have the right people in the right seat. So that to me is best of both worlds if the municipalities and the providers can work together. Yes, you are so right. The risk is minimized when you have the right people in the right seat always. Very, very smart. Uh, you know, this uh, bridging the digital divide. I mean, that is that's really the goal here with all of the funding. But there's a lot of work to be done to bring Internet to all. And I know that you spend time talking with the municipalities and, you know, these city leaders. What do they say to you when, you know, they're talking about the notion of building their own networks? This is a very good question. Internet to all has to be I'm hoping someday we'll be there, but we have a long way to go. This thing is very near and dear to me. You know, the numbers say it. I mean, FCC says there is around 21 million Americans without access to broadband. And in reality, we know that number is much higher. Any one in five households which make less than 30,000, they are not online right now. And there's a lot of them. The, through this pandemic, one thing which has been proved is how cru crucial it is to have internet and how costly it is when we don't. Mm -hmm. So the big challenge for the private companies, as I talked about, is their expansion is purely based on a business decision. Getting the internet to small communities, rural communities, or the communities where they are unable to purchase their services may not be worth their upfront investment. For a municipality, which is already short on budget, resources, experience, maintaining a broadband network can be a daunting task, right? So what I hear from the cities is they don't want to be in this business of providing fixed wireless or broadband within their communities. They just want to make sure that the underserved are served with better services. The public-private partnership, again, I keep saying this, but I can't say it enough, it works the best. Municipalities need to be the enablers. 
and the private sector need to utilize the funding available and bring their services to the unserved and the underserved communities. Today, there are so many different funding opportunities. The cities and counties have already received the American Rescue Plan funding. They can now apply for the NTIA funding this summer in 2021. And there are other ongoing funding opportunities, such as with USDA, FCC, E-rate program. This is long. The opportunities are great, especially with this upcoming infrastructure bill. There will be additional funding for broadband. One of the things I can say is on the projects we have worked on, I can say that all the projects where we have worked with the municipalities, during the feasibility study, we have been able to find opportunities for them to partner with the private sector. Right now, I'm working on a project in rural communities in Texas along the Gulf Coast, where the last time when Hurricane Harvey hit, the emergency management system had gone down for a whole week. It was a chaos. And mm-hmm. now what we are working towards is we have working with seven counties and 13 cities to have some type of a regional emergency management system, as well as while we build this fiber, go through as many rural unincorporated communities so that the same fiber can have a bigger, better impact within the community. And the municipalities are working with the private sector, uh, dark fiber providers, and the RDOF recipients to be able to make this a reality in future. So there are great things going on right now. And I'm more excited than ever about helping these communities where broadband is required badly. You're getting me excited. This is, uh, I love talking about things that have a bigger purpose and a why. And, you know, the, you go to work every day, you do your job, especially in telecom. You know, we're serving so many people, you know, that can, that need, have so many needs and that broadband can really change their lives. So I think there's definitely a bigger purpose here. Talking, speaking of purpose, I want to switch gears a little bit and look at your company culture. Okay. Both of you said, I mean, you've been at Cobb Finley for for a long, long time. Vanita, you said 18 years. And uh, Monica, did you say 30 years? Almost 30 years this Almost year. Almost 30 years. Okay, so that's really unique, all right? That's a very unusual thing in today's world. And there's something special about Cobb Finley, and I want to talk about that. In fact, you had mentioned to me when we talked earlier that you're also known as Cobb Friendly, and that's I right. love that as well. So tell me about your culture and, you know, what makes it so awesome? We do joke about it being the Bill Friendly way uh, because Bill Finley, he's known for walking around and talking to everyone in our corporate office. He and Otis Cobb started the company back, you know, there's licensed surveyors and uh, engineers. They really started the company as, you know, an open door policy with respect for all. And so that really brings a family feel to it and friendly feel to it. So I describe our culture in a couple of different ways. First, we have a lot of really committed uh, individuals who really enjoy our collaborative, relaxed and productive environment. And then the, you know, our commitment to the entrepreneurial uh, spirit. So, you know, what I mean by this is we have, you know, many examples of employees that have come in and with their passion and ambition and want to, to grow departments in whatever area they want to grow in, 
they can and they have. And we don't have a formal process where they have to like step on every rung of the ladder to rise up if they want to. Uh, they can just, you know, go from where they are and make it wherever they want. But then at the same time, we don't expect everyone to do that. We want people to work and wherever they're at and, you know, be wherever they're happy. So there's a place for everyone and, and everyone is re- respected for it. So we've also, you know, we're, we also want to keep a kind of a small company feel. We're all family. We try to be nimble and flexible and be able to, you know, not have so much bureaucracy that, you know, takes forever to make a decision. We we're just try to be efficient that way. And people like it that way. And then they can um, be inflexible. They can, you know, act on their own big ideas. We give them leeway to try something new. And with with different clients or geographies or service lines. So that's helped us attract some and retain some amazing talent over the years by, you know, giving that giving them that space, which is very important, even more today, retention. Hmm. I absolutely love that. I just learned a lot there too. You know, what's interesting about Cobb Finley that I noticed is diversity, first of all. And that is so, so crucial. And it's a big conversation these days, but even more so diversity and leadership. So how do you pull that off? And, And I know diversity just in the first place, it's very challenging when you're looking, especially to find, you know, females in tech, female engineers in STEM and you know, and to have a diverse team. So how are you successful in this area? Well, uh, first, I think that diversity is like a great topic of conversation these days. And what makes me even more proud is Bill and Otis started the company as being just recognizing people for their skill. And so they started the company out as being very diverse. And uh, now, I mean, just to kind of show that we have exactly half of our corporate officers are women or minorities. And we focused a lot on STEM education, especially the focus of STEM careers for women and minorities. It's really benefited our firm and in the industry as a in a major way. So our director of uh, marketing, she experimented last year and did a survey with all of our 550 employees of putting a pin on the map of where you're from. And we had uh, people from 28 different countries. So wow. that was uh, that was a really cool little uh, experiment she did. And I think also at, from a business standpoint, diversity is just makes us stronger. You know, when we have challenges or problems we're trying to solve, having, a, you know, many different viewpoints to try to solve it is we really get to a better solution with all of that input. And then also the um, clients, you know, people like to work with people like them. It's just kind of human nature, right? And so we need a diverse company in all different levels because we want to be there for our clients and whoever they like to work with, we want to be there for them and have, you know, have that experience for them. Mm. Uh, I want to add to what Monica just said. I feel happy and proud to be part of this organization where we have a high female representation, starting from entry-level management positions all the way to the board of directors. Both Monica and I are good examples of uh, how we started with entry-level positions here and have moved on into our senior management and corporate roles. So I'm really proud of Cap Friendly. Mm, Congratulations. Congratulations. That's fantastic. So let's talk a little bit more about the retention 
and you know the tenure at Cobb Finley because it is just absolutely exceptional. What is your secret? How do you retain this amazing talent for so long? Well, so retention is something that we really talk about a lot, especially as we continue to grow and in today's hard to find talent environment. So, you know, one of the things that we talk about keys to our success is open communication uh, with at every level so that people feel free to bring up any ideas or issues they may have. Our founder, like I said, Mr. Finley, he still walks around most days to say hello to everyone in person in our corporate headquarters, which really exemplifies how we consider each person uh, a member of the family. And it also reinforced the kind of open door policy, not the real rigid, the person at the top, the, you know, the person, they can't talk to the person at the bottom. It's not like that. It's really an open door policy. So then also, you know, we've spent, we did a broad, you know, all the way from all levels, we did a survey for kind of some strategic planning a couple of years ago and, you know, training came up. So we've invested a lot of, we hired a corporate trainer, invested a lot of money and investing a lot of time into, uh, to staff to help, you know, with their professional development, help them learn, you know, different skills. And so we have some programs. We have a Coffinley Academy that, you know, has different training programs for project managers. And, you know, just almost every day, it seems like there's a lunch and learn going on with some kind of training. And then we have a few programs, an emerging leaders program and an associates group. And so we, you know, try to really, you know, show that we're, you know, show in action how we feel about employees and their you know, professional development. And we, we work hard to be flexible and giving everyone opportunity. And uh, we almost always promote from within. And of course, you know, our, uh, to retain people, our Coffinley swag and regular office events doesn't hurt. We have a Coffinley Cares program where employees volunteer for different community events. We participated in, you know, just an example, construction. And it's kind of an, an engineering and architecture competition where out of cans of food, you build structures. And then when it's done, cool. all of those cans go to the food bank. And so also we have oh. you know, people going to the food bank and it's really helped, you know, just giving back to the community. It really, you know, helps actually retain people because it's fun and you feel like you're doing something. Uh, I wanted to add that lately as we are growing, we are recognizing that we, our HR group has done a great job at making sure that we don't want to ever lose an employee, but it does happen sometimes. But what we are open to is getting input from them on how we can get better. So we take our uh, service by our employees who are leaving our firm very seriously and uh, we make the changes required to make sure that we are able to retain our employees and help them any way they, they need help. I also feel our going back to our culture, that blend between the corporate setting, but still working as a small connected company family has really helped us with retention. You know, when I first started working here, very quickly I realized it, uh, it the company is all about people first culture. And I knew this is my place to stay and grow. And now moving forward, I always remember to make sure that we continue whatever that secret sauce we have when it comes to maintaining that culture. 
my focus along with all other leaders within the firm is the growth and well-being of our employees and to ensure that we are serving our community well. So that helps. You know, it sounds like a big part of your secret sauce is you really, really care. I mean, you care really deeply about your employees and about the company. And, you know, it's this is a passion. It comes from your heart. It's not just a job. Mm-mm. No, it's not. Definitely. Well, ladies, this has been wonderful. I could talk to you for hours and hours, but let's go ahead and uh, tell our audience where we can learn more about Cobb Finley and the jobs. Are you even, are you hiring right now? We are, we have about 50 open uh, positions and it's really easy to find those. If you go onto our website, www.cobbfinley.com, that's C-O-B-B-F-E-N-D-L-E-Y.com. And there's a careers button at the top. If you click on that, it'll show you everything that we have open and you can submit an application and away we go. Thank you for spelling that out because there's people who are listening, not watching, and then they they need to be able to, to know how to spell it. So I really appreciate you coming on the show. This is just, like I said, I've learned a lot. It has been so informative and you have built an exceptional company and I wish you all the best. So thank you again. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you so much for having us, Carrie. Absolutely. We'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to another informative episode of 5G Talent Talk brought to you by RCR Wireless News, Telecom Careers, and Broadstaff Talent Solutions. As we advance into the future, we promise to bring you the resources you need to navigate this ever-changing landscape of 5G to help you attract, retain, and engage people in this new world of work. To access the show notes or leave a review, visit broadstaffglobal.com. Until next time.